<laughs> Diana, you're hilarious. I didn't do anything. That's why you're hilarious. All right. Everyone has a unique gift, and Mike and Diana, host of the One Life podcast, There's believe that most people don't know how to use their gifts or I don't have they it up. are. Mike what? and Diana want you to see things from a different it. perspective what? and be true to yourself. The One Life podcast unites the world I haven't through set art, it up. fashion, music, I need another and light. film. It inspires, or, motivates, and, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion okay. to all communities. Uh, when Nikki came and helped me do the lights, I need another light. On the One Life podcast, they cover topics oh, like okay. building relationships, overcoming adversity, habits of healthy people, and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be yourself and live your truth. Add the One Life podcast to your playlist. That's the number one in e-life. Available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, and your favorite podcast platform. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the One Life Podcast. I am Mike, M-I-C, Reed. And as always, I have my lovely co-host, Diana, from hey, Socialholic. And we are in the lobby, you guys. We have Jacqueline Diaz from You Are Enough Foundation with us today. Thank you, Jacqueline, for hanging out with us and sharing your story and you know before that um we're gonna check in with diana with the social holic experience what's going on with the av there's always something going on in the av you know and this place got so much exciting every weekend we got things events it could be art it could be yes. music it could be family it could be a date night so but i do want to mention once again this saturday which is tomorrow saturday september 17th from 4 to 9 p.m we have our animal valley walls arts and music festival basically just talking and um, showcasing music poetry and art it's going to be at the american heroes park here on oh, off of lancaster boulevard it's like right behind moa um, there's going to be over 13 food trucks, including our friends Barrios and Tony B and Kona Ice. There's going to be a car show. I think there's actually two car shows. Live yeah. entertainment on three stages. And our friend DJ Craig AC will be DJing at one of those stages. General admission is free. However, other things will cost money, such as obviously food trucks, drinks. I think you can buy stuff from vendors. So go check it out. 4 to 9 p.m. tomorrow, Saturday, September 17th. Also, I want to show love to, a, it's not a new establishment, it's just been um, under new ownership. So Coaches Sports Bar, they are now offering bottomless mimosas every weekend from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. That way you can catch your college and your Sunday football games, bring your wives bottomless mimosas. Coaches Sports Sports. Sports bar. Oh my God, I can't talk today. <laughs> Next, I want to talk about an event. Um, we had Adriani here last week. Yes. Um, she is with, oh, she owns Beauty for Ashes. Her company, along with a few other girls, are putting on an event called Beauty Inside and Out. That is uh, September 24th, which is next Saturday from 11 to 3. They're going to be talking about financial health, spiritual, and mental health. Tickets are available for $25. The speakers will be Adriana, which was Beauty for Ashes. She was here last week, like I mentioned. May Gonzalez with Trinity for Health. Erica Alverde, which is the Vine Refuge. And Linda Enos. She's a pastor and also she is the one that at least she owns or her church owns Butler's Coffee, which I love going to uh, there for a cafecito with the cause. And their coffee's amazing. The purpose, the whole entire just backstory to that is a beautiful story. So we always love to support 
But those are some of the events I wanted to talk about today. Nice, nice. And you know what? I want to definitely give a shout out to a couple of people um, only because, you know, I'm real big on community support. And when people support us, uh, you know, I always got to kind of mention them. And last week um, at the King Bar, I had an amazing time at the uh, Lighter Shade of Brown Dub C concert. Mm -hmm. Sam, the owner over there, is amazing. Um, He took care of me and my people um, the whole night. Uh, We had a great time. Shout out to Crazy K and, and Danielle over there um we just had a great time like i said i I support everybody um you might find me you know at at a hip-hop concert at a country concert you might find me on the boulevard at fusion taking a bachata class like i just love supporting people that support us and that's about community and you know especially community over competition is what we always talk about um so i'm just constantly always supporting everybody and lately we've been getting so much requests and invites to go in places and obviously we can't be everywhere um, but I at least try to make an appearance. Um, like last night, I was at three different spots. Today I got busy. today I got five invites, and I only could go to two tonight. <laughs> um, but oh, and I got in trouble last night. Okay, I got on. in trouble last night. You said moving, <laughs> moving on. on. <laughs> Why you say that? I don't want to know. No, no, because your name came up too. Nope. <laughs> No, I was so at home working I, until 9.30 at night. I was at, uh, I ended my night at uh, Big Shots, because mm-hmm. that was the last spot I had to go, and um, Buck from Zelda's came oh. up behind me. <laughs> What's that, Buck? He I said, was moving a minute. Exactly, and that's oh. what he said. He said, oh, no. so you Wedding guys. Wedding season part, part two is here, my friend, so. He said that, um, he was like, oh, so this is where you guys been hanging out for the last two months. Like, <laughs> So he kind of got on me about oh, that. Oh, you noticed too much? Yeah, oh, he sweet. missed us. <laughs> so anyway, but, you know, it's like I said, you know, we get so many um, invites to go places, and we can't be everywhere. Um, obviously, we love Zelda's. I never get in um, And we will be back. So, <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we... We will be back. I mean, sometimes we got to take a break and go to support it. Yeah, we got to show love to everybody. everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. It's a lot of places out here, y'all. Like, we want everybody on the map. No, exactly. So, you know, I told her we'll be back sometime soon. I don't know when. But anyways. Um, we got to do our rounds. We got to do our rounds. We got to do our rounds. <laughs> anyways, uh, I just lost my train of thoughts. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Eventually Events, where they create magical moments and take care of every detail so you can enjoy that special time in your life. Book your appointments now at IG at Eventually Events. Also, Money Market Business Solutions, they will help you with your business startup assistance. Reach out to them at 661-537-4877. Again, 661-537-4877. All right, you guys, we are, like I said, we are here with Jacqueline Diaz. Uh, Oops, the wrong button. We are going to the top floor, and we're talking to Jacqueline Diaz, where you are in the foundation. Um, We're going to talk about suicide prevention today. How are you doing, Jacqueline? I'm excited to be in here today. Thank you so much for offering, you know, to have me here. Really, really happy. I think that I've been looking forward to this. I I think I mentioned this with Tim the other day. You know, it was a last-minute kind of discussion with you to have you on, but... I think it's so important. I think all of, you know, especially me and him and, and obviously you, we, this is a very special piece to our heart, our place in our heart to discuss something like this. And I think it's become so relevant, especially after COVID. Um, and not very many people have solutions and, right. and options and someone to listen to them. So I would love to hear, how did you get to this place? 
sure. Um, so in on June 7, 2017, I received a call that I lost my son, Eric, and then they told me that it was by suicide. So then at the moment, of course, my world crumbled, and I just didn't understand what happened. He was work, uh, studying. Um, he was happy. Everything was going great. He just finished graduating from being a mechanic. We have plans, and then I get this call, and I had no warning signs, so of course I was just in shock. And um, as soon as that happened, I wanted to find out more about suicide and prevention and how I can help people since I couldn't help my son. Uh, so then I started to see around um, Googling, you know, about mental health, suicide prevention, statistics, things like that. And I wanted to do something and bring some, a change to the community. And then also the other side of that was people didn't want to hear about it. Yeah. And even my mom, she said, you know, let's say it was a car accident. But then I understood when, I, when she said that to me, I looked at her and I said, no, because I didn't know anything about suicide. Maybe it was happening, but people kind of were, you know, quiet about it. So then I said, no, I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to share what happened. And if people want to judge us or me or him, then that's up to them. But I want to use this story and what happened to give hope and change lives. I love that. I love that. And how old was Eric? He was 20 years old. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm looking on here. Uh, I'm on your IG right now, and I'm looking at the stats. I mean... For a 20-year-old, that's the third leading cause of death. And, you know, what's, what's even crazy is the second second leading cause of death is ages 25 to 34. Mm -hmm. So that age range is it's really huge for that age range. And that's the age range really, um, especially the 25 to 34-year-old, is when they just become into adulthood. And I think they they realize that adulthood isn't so easy. It's as, hard. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Kids, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> kids are always like, I can't wait to become an adult so right. I can just do what I want, and blah, blah. And it's like, it's not that hard. I mean, that's the second leading cause of death for that age range. Yeah, that, that tells you right there that they at that age range they finally like oh it's not that hard, easy right and mm -hmm. it's, it's we talk about COVID you know but mm -hmm. suicide is being the second leading cause yeah. of death for a long right. long time mm -hmm. and people don't want to talk about it because yes. people are like ashamed or you know even family is ashamed or when let's say someone has they are wanting to reach out to someone like, hey, I'm depressed, I'm having issues. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, you'll be fine, you know, yeah. toughen that up a oh, little bit. pray about it. Pray mm -hmm. about it, you know, and like, oh, that, that's nothing. Like, life's hard. Like, get over it. Yes. There's not outlets. And then when there is, sometimes they're not what you expect them to be and be helpful and to be answering phones or, right. or getting that response that you expected. And what... What are some things that you feel are needed and, and you're um, basically uh, trying to bring attention to bring for suicide awareness? Um, more resources, um, the schools too, more, more help, more counselors. Um, you know, we have a small little maybe five or four and we have, what, 3,000 students. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we need to have more resources for kids, um, more hospitals, making, you know, the number, share the number, make it more comfortable. Just like I always tell parents, just like we talk about sex and drugs mm -hmm. to kids, even when they're little, right? We start with the drugs, no, no, no. 
we start we, we have to start asking them how you doing mentally or what's going on or how do you feel and mm-hmm. kind of like help them teach teach them how to cope mm-hmm. but if if the parents don't talk about it if we don't do it the kids of obviously you know they see this the example they, then they, they yeah they won't they won't share anything you, you know um so last last night I was at um, the town hall meeting with uh, Captain Schaefer, oh. and um, we he talked about mental health, um, and you know one one of the things that um, and he talked about you know a, a lot of programs that he has. So you know my whole thing about you know having all these programs and resources is we've always had them for decades, right? Just different names, right? They keep trying to you know rechange the names, but they're they're always available. So I. I was watching a TV show a while ago, and um, this guy was sitting in a, a rehab center in the lobby waiting for his friend to check in. And the lady behind the counter just looked at him, and she said, you know, rehab is for people who want it, not for people who need it. And that applies to all uh, resources, right? So the resources are there. And this is my opinion. The resources are there, but it's really for people who want it. So I think the question is, it's not about let's have more resources. Like, let's have these conversations about how do we get people to want it? Like, we know people need it, but if they don't want it, it's kind of hard. We can't control people, right? So how do, how do we have those conversations and get people to understand or just see it from a different perspective so they could get it like they need, they, to where they want it? I think it's also having people understand. Um, I think the biggest false or lie is when someone you know does commit suicide or or attempts it people say oh that's such a selfish selfish act Mm -hmm. when that's not the case um and in someone's mind that's dealing with mental health that might be the most selfless act they think of um i think it's understanding that breakdown in their head you need to have people that understand what they're feeling because on the outside, if you're not going through it, and mental illness can be hereditary, you know, not hereditary, but it can be something in your genes. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it could be that you literally don't know why you feel this way. Nothing happened. You might be very successful in life. You might have the ma- most amazing family, wife, husband, kids, dog, white picket fence. But something needs help. Mm-hmm. And you don't understand why. And we need to have more compassion Mm -hmm. and people being able to talk you know in major classes without a stigmatism people you know making fun of people feeling this way and I I agree with you it being shared in schools immediately like even elementary saying it's okay if you're feeling this way it's okay talk to somebody you are important you're here for a purpose and it's understanding why they feel that way and how we can help because yes people that you know Rehab is for people that want it, but how do you know when you want it or need it? Like, if you don't know that, you know, and medication isn't always the answer. Sometimes it is talking to people. So right. it's it's such a complex complex uh, issue. I think, uh, and you know, and, and so last night when I was at the town hall, I was talking to a couple of the deputies too, and I forgot their names. Uh, uh, but one of the deputies I was talking to. We kind of brought that up, like how you were just saying, like it, it needs, like it's suicide prevention week last week, right? Right. And it's like, why is it just a week? Like this thing, it should be, it should be every, every day. day. Like, and like, for instance, when things happen at schools, right, they always bring out counselors when things happen. And this is what I was talking to the deputy about. It's like, why do they only do that when there's an incident? 
like that should be available every day, every week, right. like constantly talking to these kids. Mm-hmm. Like it shouldn't just be available when there's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Right. right. I, like I know I say resources because I hear stories of uh, parents that take their children to get help to the hospital. They wait there for a table, a, a bed, I'm sorry, for days. Okay, um, if you call the numbers and the children or uh, youth or teenagers want to talk to someone, they say, oh, we don't have anything available until three, four months. Mm-hmm. So what? You have to that's wait. what I'm saying. We need more. <laughs> yeah, they have to wait, and right. it's going to be too late yeah. for the kid or the parent doesn't know how to address it or what to do. So those are just few stories of what I hear, and a lot of people tell me that we need more beds. We need yeah. more attention. We need more counselors, more help, because they call, they reach out, but then you yeah. have to wait. I have a question, though. Um, a lot of times when dealing with mental health, some people can't get out of bed. Oh, yeah. Are there at-home, like, going to someone's home option? Is there those kinds of treatment centers? Because that might be something that is needed. Um, I know of uh, the, the text. The 741, 741 is a crisis text line. Uh, for There's only a crisis for to go home when only there's a crisis. I don't know of, or what you're saying, like someone just to go, but I will say that call the 988 number. If you need to speak to someone, the National Suicide Prevention number got short this year. So three 988, digits. three I digits. Love it. Mm. Uh, make it easier for, for people to reach out and memorize it. Mm-hmm. And also the text line. Those, those will be the ones. Well, it brings that um, importance because 911 is for medical emergencies. Right. 988 is for mental emergencies. And that makes it okay. Like, this is a, this is a real thing, guys. Right. And, and that's what uh, Captain Schaefer, like, that was his main topic yesterday. Because um, he said he, he has six different programs, and one of them is mental health and, you know, other things. And he was asking the public for their feedback because he was saying, you know, everybody always calls 911. But he was like, do you really want need a deputy at all these calls? He said, if people start to use the 988, mm-hmm. then it frees up them to go handle the more important situations. You know, so that was, that was his main objective last night is to actually talk about the 988. Yeah, I'm so, so happy that that passed. And, yeah. you know, that we're getting a lot of support on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to see things that are preventative. Um, like I mentioned, the at-home, I think... I think as a society, we need to realize that this could be what is the start of a lot of trickle-down issues, whether they're handled now, whether they're handled by, you know, suicide prevention, or, you know, they go into drugs, and then it becomes an issue with addiction, and then it comes an issue with homelessness. There's right. so much that leads to this very, very first topic of mental health. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you as, as a mom dealing with this. What is something that you needed and what you feel other moms could need and how we can support that? Um, I will say, like you said, uh, compassion, talking about it, the school, you know, like if, if I would have got, I mean, 2017, five years ago, I didn't see any commercials about mental health. Like now, celebrities were not talking that openly. Um, but if I would have seen this before, then maybe I would have been more aware, you know, or getting a pamphlet maybe from school, like, oh, mental health, suicide prevention. I, I, I don't think I did see that. 
So I think that would have helped me to be more open and aware to ask the questions, you know. I think it's hard asking your kid, are you suicidal or do you have thoughts? I never even thought about it. I never, never even crossed my, I was in the dark, really. So that's what I wanted to start this foundation and say, okay, we have to get busy and open their eyes and bring, bring, yeah, bring the light and ask the the question and don't be scared. If you ask, are you depressed? If they say yes and say, okay, how you feel? And then you can have to ask, have you thought about hurting yourself or killing yourself and if they say yes then you have to ask do you have a plan if they say yes okay how will you do it so you have to go through that and then if if and then then you get help Mm -hmm. don't leave them alone you need to get help because they're telling you yes they want to do it I think it's hard for some parents they think that if they ask those questions it's going to provoke them or yes but it no. might make it worse and it's or they don't know it's like asking you know are you having sex yet sometimes right. it's a hard or question drugs, to drugs, ask so yeah like, it's yeah. a hard question yeah. I mean, as a mom myself I'm just like you know like and I tell my son if you ever did something I would like I would that would be my whole world you know and like I couldn't you know and I tell and I do ask these questions it's very hard for me and he has a dry sense of humor so sometimes my son likes to mess with me, and I'm oh. like, okay, I, I swear to God, like, <laughs> I'm hurt you right now. But, like, I can't, I, I don't know what what is needed in schools to, like, help parents. Because I feel like in our, even, like, with our culture, in the Hispanic culture, it's, like, it's oh. not a, a, a welcoming topic. It's so like, oh, no, put it under the rug. Nobody wants to know that. It's embarrassing. It's like, that's not embarrassing. It's, it's really sad to see that. But, you know, um, just last week, um, I was reading this article on TMZ. Uh, this uh, hip-hop artist, his girlfriend committed suicide. And it's, she actually sent him this long text before she did it. And I was reading it, and um, she said, you know, she was sorry. And she said, you know, she had made up her mind, she said, years ago. Like, it was already done years ago. Yeah. She said she was just going through the emotions, finding the right time to do it. Um, so, with like, with people like that that already made up their mind, is like, how do, how do you break that? Like, how do you even break that to get them to come back? I would say if they, um, I, I can talk for her, for her, but I will say if, if maybe she would have opened to someone and that someone would have asked her to be in therapy, maybe. But every case is different, right, you know, yeah. we're all different. So, like, in case of my, my Eric, he never told me anything. He was never in therapy. So it was just a shock for me, like, to get the call. Well, that's what the, the guy was saying. He, he was, like, because he, you know, I said he's a, he's a hip-hop artist, so TMZ was interviewing him, and he was like, I just never knew. Like, he said, I wouldn't have been fighting with her if I knew, because they had just, so she had caused a fight the day before so she can leave to go do it. And he was like, oh, wow, if I would have known that, I would have never fought with her. Yeah. Like, they hide it so well. Yeah. And like she said, she made up her mind, like, a long mm-hmm. time ago. I would say maybe maybe they, like, I, I didn't have that conversation with my kids. Maybe they didn't talk about right. mental health. Like, how you doing? Like, even I tell, um, you know, like, women or men, I said, check with your partner too. How you doing? Yeah. How you doing yeah. mentally? Or do you need to go for a walk? Or are you stressed? I mean, this society, we're trained to just work, work, work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the biggest success that we see. But successful, it can be, peace, you know, being peaceful and taking time for yourself, self-care. And I learned that after Eric. Do, I, you, 
do you remember anyone, any of his close friends or, or anyone that he was around? Did they mention to you that they felt there were signs or? Uh, no, but he did text a friend and and I, I shared this with the kids too. Don't keep secrets because they kept it as a secret. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about it. Yeah. And I know his mom and I wish, you know, things would have been different. But, you know, he was being a friend. And, um, but yeah, that's the only thing. So I always tell kids, don't keep secrets like that because if even if they're joking about it, that's, say they're saying it. They're, yeah. they're giving you hints, but they're not really yeah. saying it. And you have to follow up and you have to make sure that they are okay. It's hard with that, right? I mean, your friends, you're told, like, don't be a snitch. A snitch yeah. Or yeah. Don't be, you know, tell my mom on me kind of a thing. But in that situation, it's, there's so much work. There's oh. so much work to be done. Yeah. And, and one thing that um, I think COVID helped was mental health. Because mm. before COVID, I will go to events to bring my resources and people will not even stop at my table. <laughs> I'll really? be like, come on over. They're like, no, 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 I don't have mental health. I'm like, yeah, we all have mental yes. health. But now after COVID, uh, people even say thank you to me because I'm there. And I think it's because we're all struggling now. We're all grieving yes. a world that we had before yeah. COVID. Mm-hmm. Now it's, everything is so different. So that kind of opened more doors for us for mental health. I think a lot of celebrities, too, are now coming forward with their own mental health issues which is helping it be more widely accepted um because before like you know telling people that you know you have had rehab or anything like that is mm-hmm. is yeah. not and now you have celebrities like yeah get your get your help get talk I mean, to somebody they're even kind of like i know justin bieber like he's mm-hmm. a big advocate of it now and like he's counseling shows to say you know what i can't do this tour right now i need to Check yeah. on my health. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. Yeah, like, that's he's putting his health now before money and the fame and all that. So it's really great that he's And then like, Kanye West, right? I mean, there's, you know, yeah. a lot to be said about that. Yeah. But at least he's open about the mental yeah. issues he, he struggles with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I truly wish there was just so much more that could be done. Well, you guys are helping right now, you know, by opening yeah. this. That's... Uh, Thank you so much for doing this because that's what we need. And like you said, not only September. Yeah. Is at least, you know, check on your friends once a week. Maybe, how you yeah, doing? Once a week, once a month even. Post like something it. on social media, volunteer, mm-hmm. take, um, edu- educate yourself, mm-hmm. like get involved because if we don't do that, then things are going to still getting bad and bad, you know? Mm-hmm. How um, has it affected your relationship with your husband or the father? Oh, it did change, and um, and of course, grieving too. That's mm-hmm. another topic that people don't want to talk about grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's everything, and you have as a parent, you always carry this guilt. Yes. And I know I was a good mom to him, and I know I provide for him, and he was. I thought we were close, but because he didn't mention it to me, I'm wondering now. Yeah. But that's something that with suicide death is uh, the guilt is is really hard to deal with so now I'm the one with depression now I'm the one with anxiety so it's just um, I just have to you know take care of myself and I do what you said um, if I don't feel good and I just stay home I take care of my myself and give myself space do you talk to somebody of a therapist yes mm-hmm. yeah I do and I, I do um, 
I did grieve uh, counseling too because, um, of course, you know everything changes. So, yeah. But this is this is healing me. This foundation has been healing me a lot. And when I hear moms coming and hugging me and telling me their stories, it breaks my heart for them. You know, and I can only talk of what I know and I give them advice, but I'm not a therapist. And I just give them resources. That's all I can do. But you know, some people would prefer to talk to you than a therapist because you have the experience now and that's what it's authentic you know unfortunately but that's what people want they want you know a therapist they never you know they they never been through it so it's like they can't relate Mm -hmm. to what what someone is feeling only book knowledge is so far right yeah it's that real life and you can't take that love and passion compassion you have for others because of a similar situation so I think that is huge for you. What are some next ventures for you to, to keep pushing this, um, your, your foundation? What do you like, mean? is there more events that you have coming oh, up? Yes, uh, October 1st, we're going to have the first mental health walk in Palmdale. I love it. So I, I was, I'm so excited for this because uh, when Eric passed, I was going to Pasadena for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So I did that. And I wanted to bring it here, but it was it was impossible. So then I decided with my foundation to do it here in Pamdel because of the same thing, because I see a lot of people reaching out to me. I get messages on Facebook. Maybe I get three messages from parents or friends or I know this lady or, you know, so I know a lot of people are in need of this. So it's going to be October 1st at the Plan Square in Pamdel, and it's going to be from 8 o'clock to 1 p.m., the registration will start at 7.30, but the walk will start at 8. And you, know, you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, th- this is another uh, reason, uh, not reason, but uh, well, reason why I do support a lot of people. And, and I'm so grateful that a lot of people support us and listen to our, our podcast show. Because um, the other day I got a phone call from uh, Diana. Um, shout out to Diana from uh, Balloons by Gaddy. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> she called me the other day, and um, she was like, Mike, um, I'm doing this event that I typically don't do, but I'm doing this event for this charity, this foundation that's doing a walk. And this lady, um, she had just lost her son to suicide. And I was like, oh, Jacqueline. And she's like, oh, you know her? I was like, yeah, she's going to be on my show Friday. She's like, oh, my God, that's why I was calling you. I was, I, was, I, I had said to myself, Aww, I got to hook so you up with her because I love what you and Diana are doing. She's like, I feel like you guys are the new voice of the Animal Valley for things like this. And she's like, I, I called you because I want to hook you up with her and so you can just talk to her. Like, she's that's such good. a yeah. beautiful person. So it's just crazy, like how you were saying, like, and these conversations are happening. People are more supporting. And so that touched my heart when she did that um, and she thought about yeah. us. Like, I was like, oh, wow. How's the how's the turnout looking so far? Um, it's it's turning, it's looking out good, and I've been so blessed to have the support for the city of Palmdale. They've been so helpful. I have a lot of sponsors like Waste Waste Management, um, AV um, Chamber of Commerce, yeah. um, uh, Diana. She's gonna help us too. Yeah. Um, Serve Serve Pro, uh, Los Angeles Department of Mental Health, NAMI. Designs for designs. Oh my God, I have so There's many. So many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of you guys, yeah. we know you're there. <laughs> yeah, new, new Colors Project. Uh, Mariela Rubio, she's a farmer's agent. Uh, Divine uh, Refugee. Oh, oh my gosh, she's going to help us too. Uh, Gabriel's House, yes. she, they're going to help us with the music. Um, so, where, where can people go and register? Yeah, so I have it on Eventbrite. Okay. So, it's just AV Mental Health Awareness Day. 
they can find it there or, or an Instagram page. Uh, website too is urnlfoundation.org. They can email me to info at urnlfoundation.org, um, an Instagram account. Okay. You are enough. Mm-hmm. I love that. Enough, yeah, because yeah, he didn't see, we don't see it, right? All of us, we sometimes will forget yeah. Yeah. Well, how beautiful we are or that we're enough. And it's easy to go to that dark side, mm-hmm. but we have to remember. I was listening to someone talk about that moment when they felt all was lost. And the the change it had not only in their mental but smells were less like their sense of smell was less um, light was darker and it's crazy the whole body how it f- is affected in a whole when they're going through something like that and so I think that's another thing another topic you know to consider is those are maybe some signs that okay I need to call you know. Than right. the hotline um, and stuff like that. What other events are like, even if it's not here in the area that that you know of for that? Um, the on? Andrea one, um, Adriana. I'm sorry, Adriana. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. her. I, I know about that one. Um, that's the only ones I know. I would for, love to yeah. have like the entire AV, right? I mean, City of Palmdale, but yeah. like City of Lancaster in it to be yes, combined. That's true. Uh, well, the chamber, One the AV day. chamber, yeah. will be kind of like combination of both. And we're putting flyers all over the town. Is the Hispanic chamber a part of this? Uh, I, I reach out to them. I'm waiting for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we're yeah. going to have Especially, Mark yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk to him. Because we definitely want to be make sure no, we're of yeah. yes. support for that. Because yeah. that's something that we definitely are, um, has, you know, a really special place, you know. Yeah. Our youth is 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 very important and I mean, it's everybody right any adults of all ages but especially if we can capture our youth yes now. because that you know like he, like you said is um the adulthood step is and i always tell parents now keep an eye on especially the boys yeah um girls they're more willing to share and open up about it um they attempt more mm-hmm. but boys don't share a lot and they do die more and mm-hmm. Another thing, instead of saying commit suicide, say die by suicide. Because yeah. that commit part, kind of like, it's a crime, right? They intentionally And, and that's this. how the stigma yeah. starts. So, um, but, but boys are dying more than girls. I like that you said well, that's, that. That's because um, society has taught boys and men to always be hard. Like, hold, don't talk about your feelings. And, like, you know, yeah. that's such a cliche like it's it's wrong to even teach men that like you know we're vulnerable too we're human like we got feelings and we're supposed to be talking about things right right and yeah i mean with i i hear it all the time you know like men up right yeah yeah, but we have to we have to make it more um easy for them Mm. you know to share and it's okay we cannot be smiling all the time, you know. We have our bad days and good days. Right. So even with that said, um, what, what are the things that you do, because I know you kind of touched on it a, a little while ago, to help you go through your process now? Like, I call it my playbook. Like, so I have, like, a few, I have about 20 things listed in my playbook. So, like, whenever, whenever I'm having a bad day, like, I just go through my list, whether it's meditating, whether it's reading a book, going for a walk, or whatever it is, you know, um, that puts me back in my happy space you know, to where I, where I get over it. What, what are the, some of the things you do when you're having like one of those days? I do. I walk. Mm-hmm. I, I love to watch romantic comedy movies. <laughs> <laughs> food for me is food. I have okay. like, like 
ice cream, sweets or food. Um, my pets, I love my pets. I think animals are so wonderful. Good therapy. Uh, yeah, they're good therapy. So those are a few things that I can, it brings me back, like you said, and, you know. And, you know, and that's why, like, I'm always preaching about this playbook thing that I'm creating, right? Because if you go to the store, you, whatever you buy, there's always instructions, right? Like, everybody should have a playbook. Right. You always constantly got to be working on yourself like people. I think humans and especially adults, they forget that they think because they're adults that they know it all. all. They have it all together. But, you know, even like the analogy I use about, you know, sports, you have the best athletes in the world. Right. They're at the top of their game. But what were they at every day, every morning in the gym training? Right. Just because they reach that greatness doesn't mean they stop. So why as an adult, when we become an adult, we stop working on ourselves. Like through high school, through junior high school, we're constantly learning and doing all these stuff. But after that, we stop for some reason. So that's I'm glad that you you found those things. You know, I call it my playbook, but you found those things that put you back in a happy space, you know. And I think if everybody does that, you know, we can talk more. Um, and I think kids need that too. Even though they're in school now, they're learning basic stuff, but... Are you learning on how to take care of yourself? That should be a class, though, That's like true. building yeah. your playbook in school. Like, yeah. And I, I always say middle school because I feel like elementary, yes. they're not as, you know, prone yeah. to it yet. I mean, they're, you know, obviously exceptions to the rule, but I think middle school is when the hormones really hit. Mm-hmm. And because of social media, I think it hits sooner in middle school with, like, being bullied and, you know, a body shaming yeah. and, you know, also male and female. Males, you know, toughen up and girls are now more sensitive. We need to address it and where it's not like this, like, ha, 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 you're, you know, you're having issues. Like, no, like, she needs help or someone, you know, let's be our advocates for each other. So I think middle school really needs to open up some type of, of class or, you know, just like they have health classes and, right. you know, Sex ed, like what about mental health classes? That needs to be required. Yeah, you're right. Because we, you mentioned the gym. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, you're going to the gym. Like nobody thinks, what are you doing for yourself or right. how you're mentally, you know? Well, having a therapist for a long time was like, you oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I have a therapist. Yeah. Okay, what's like, wrong with that? Some people don't even want to mention that at work. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, mm-hmm. mothers are afraid to talk because, oh, what if they take my kids away? Because what That's if true. they think that. I'm going through something and I cannot take care of my kids. So that's, it's just everything like work. Yeah. Workplace, mothers, you know, family too, uh, you know, like the stigma and another, um, another numbers that people don't talk about it too much is, uh, old people, like the elderly, uh, those are high numbers too. And suicide because sometimes they're alone or the wife or spouse, you know, died. And, or the yeah. kids are far away, or they get sick. Mm. So that's another number. Well, I think they start to feel like a burden. Yes. And that's another another point in, in suicide is the, that feeling of I'm a burden and and being kind of, and also the LB, L, I can oh, yeah. never say this. Uh, LG. LGBT. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's another one yes, where that's it's a, a big huge one. number, it, and, it's, mm-hmm. and it's, that's scary for me. Yeah, because, you know, they, they, you know, they, they feel people, alone. they people, some people judge them. Family, sometimes they don't want to accept them. Yeah. So that's another big number, too. Mm-hmm. I, I think that aloneness, because um, that, that's something that I, I honestly still struggle with today. Like, I've always 
been in a relationship, married. Um, this last three years is the first time I've ever lived by myself. And I'm 51 years old. So it's new to me and it's different. And that's why a lot of times, like when Diane, when you say, think I'm out a lot, is because sometimes when I'm sitting in a house by myself, like I got to get out. Mm-hmm. Like I got to get out of, out of that environment and out of my head, you know, because sometimes I struggle with that. And it's like, <sighs> I was just talking to somebody the other day about it. It's like, when they say God puts you through this situation is because he knows you're strong enough to handle it, right? Yes. Some days I feel like I don't want to be strong. Like, why do I always God, have to be strong? Me. You know, like, yeah, like, why do I always have to be strong? Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes it's a lot. And so. But everybody deals with it differently because yeah. you'll come at me and be like, why don't you ever call me? And like, if I'm literally going through my own. Oh, yeah. I don't like I'm a disappearing act. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just eat. Where'd Diana go? Like, I haven't seen her in weeks. So that's we're opposite on that, I think, because yeah. you're like, where, where are you? And you're out. And I'm just like, I don't know how you're doing it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't. I'm like shutting, I'm having anxiety watching him because I'm just like, oh my God, like I can't deal with it. So it's funny how we're opposite. Like well, that's that. because because you live with your husband and your, and your son. Sometimes like, I wish that was by myself. I know, no, but you know what's funny is like <laughs> no, people say that. No, people say that, but for me living that, sometimes I don't like being in a house by myself because it does. And mind you, I love like going home sometimes. And I have my space oh, and my long time. But I no, every day, like it gets lonely in a house by yourself. Like, and I my thing is though, out. I would for me, like when you go, I'm like, I want to go out to the beach. Let me watch the waves. Let me go out somewhere that I haven't been. I can't keep going to the same stuff. Like I need to see different. If I'm going right. to be out, I want to experience new stuff. Right. That's where I'm at. But like right now, like I know I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you watched the last couple podcasts, but I've been going through my mental breakdown and you know he's been watching me like what the hell who is this person right now because I don't handle it like other people I handle it like I'm a hermit I'm, I'm a cancer no and, <laughs> I'm and, a crab no. I go in my shell and I'm like nobody and, come and in if here. you notice <laughs> and you notice yesterday at our meeting was the first time that we talked since Friday because I know Mike is off on Monday and Tuesday so I, I leave you alone Tuesday and Wednesday, and Wednesday yeah because y'all went to the concert, concert. so, I, so I, I left you guys alone like I was like because Diana is going through her things so I left her alone so yeah. this week I actually left you alone I didn't call you one time you didn't I'm proud of you you did a good <laughs> I'm job I'm getting Mike. to know you you're getting to know me yeah because yeah, like literally I well I also just put my phone on do not disturb in that <laughs> he got oh. so mad at me one time he's like even me I was like even my husband no one calls me I mean, I'm trying to get things done like you put me in a voicemail I'm a texter too like I'm a if you want something text me I'll answer it really quick but if I do not want to get on a phone sometimes like sometimes I'm like well I'm also like I just mentioned earlier like I'm enduring my wedding season part two right now so like Literally, I'm working till like nine o'clock at night doing paperwork, and I'm starting to. We're, you know, we have some new venues opening up next year for us. So now I'm building my um, like back office stuff. So all of my forms are getting now accustomed to these specific venues. So it's like I have a lot of work, and like I sometimes feel like I'm drowning, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm like trying to keep my head above water. I was just talking to my friend Ruby about this today, actually. Like it, we prayed for this. This is what we prayed for. We wanted to be you know, on the next level and it's here. And now I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I, what, what do I do? I can't handle this, you know? And so it's just that growing pain of trying to deal with it and, and not feel like I'm losing my mind. So I've been feeling like, just like how you've been feeling with the walk. Oh <laughs> my, I know it's probably yeah, an event, it is, any event like it's, that. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And I have had, I, I had to stop like a couple of days. Last weekend we went to Vegas 
because my husband is like, we need to get away. Get away. Yeah, maybe try to do that, you know, but it's, it's, it's understandable. Well, this is, yeah. your, this is your first event you've ever done. Right? Yes, my yeah, first so event yeah. ever. Um, so that's natural. Don't, like, that's what not, do that's you normal. need help with? Um, you know Here, what? Take on more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> let me help you. <laughs> um, I, we've been having uh, a lot of volunteers come in, so we have yeah. a lot of big response on that. We're pretty much almost done with anything. I mean, promoting it, passing flyers. We can do that. Sharing on social <laughs> no, no, media. We, you know, we're definitely going to do that. Yeah. yeah. That would be good. Do you have flyers on you today? I do. I have some. Okay, yeah. so I would love to put one up because we have our little, um, what is that, cork board on the other cork side? Cork board outside, oh, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, there's different events going on. Maybe having one at the AV Walls tomorrow. Oh, and, that'd be great, yeah. Uh, I know, like, I have a lot of friends here on the boulevard that have businesses that maybe we could put them in their storefronts because... That is something that, you know. Yeah, it needs, needs to be to it needs to be out and it's time, you know, it's it's, it's two weeks away, so there's still plenty of Yeah. And it's you, suicide is taking our loved ones, you know. And you're gonna be at the mixer tonight, right? Yes, I'm gonna we're gonna have a booth. So okay. we're gonna yeah, be there, good. I'm gonna have more flyers and I, I'm just promoting it because like I said, if I knew of things going on, mm. I wouldn't have my eyes open. So that's what I'm trying to do. Open people's eyes and just please look for signs. My son didn't show me any sign. The only sign that I know now that I know the signs, he was moody, you know, but he mm. was 20. So you yeah, think, that's, oh, that's thing, that's so like you normal think, teenager, yeah, yeah, you think, oh, it's teenager, hormonal. That's what I thought. I never click it like, oh, mood and depression. I think, though, um, and I said this in a podcast way back, is looking at things for what was the, is it not a blessing, but what is the positive that came out of it? And I think the positive is that you are bringing awareness into what wasn't there. And yeah. now you are a voice and thankful to your son, thankful to him because you now can save thousands of lives just hearing that mm. from you. So I know that, you know, there's, it's hard to look at a positive in that situation, but if we were having to look at a positive, it would just be, that you are an amazing person to put yourself out there and now be able to save so many other lives. Yeah. So. Oh, no, it, it's, it's incredible because you can easily just like go into your shell and just oh, yeah. disappear. Yeah, like, but you, you could be angry. I mean, I'm oh, sure you are. I yeah. was. Like, uh, I was the first year, even with God. I, I oh, People yeah. wanted to talk to me about God. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do not even go there. Right. But you know what? The first... After he died, the first month, I was already in the committee for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention in Pasadena. How did I get there? I have no idea. But I just wanted to do something. I was mad, but I wanted to do something, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I created the foundation, and I wanted and I wanted to come here and bring it to Palmdale. So it just it just helped me like that to to do something. You know, to change, change lives and, yeah, to take action. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. Like I said, that, that's great that you did that. I mean, you, you made that choice. Like I said, you could be angry forever, and, and you have that right. Um, but you, you made a choice to, you know what, I'm, I'm going to help people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be strong, and, and I'm going to do what God wants me to do, and I'm going to help people. Yeah, and I made peace with God, and after I made peace with God, things got even bigger. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm so thankful and so blessed, and I'm, I'm happy I made peace with him. And I... It start, this foundation is started for scholarships. I just wanted to give scholarships at Pitt Night High School, you know, know. F- and I just asked the kids to write an essay about mental health. And then little by little, it just started growing, and now we're doing a walk, and 
and I, I in the car, I have like a decal that has the foundation mm -hmm. and the suicide prevention numbers. And when I go get gas, sometimes people come and thank you so much for this. Or it, it's just amazing how much need this, yeah. you know, this community has for this. And mm -hmm. uh, another another day, a guy came out and he was crying to me. He's like, I was going to kill myself tonight. And I, I see these numbers and, and I told him about Eric and he was going through a divorce and I hug him and I said, it gets better. If I'm here, if I'm here, please, it gets better. Stay. You know, it's just, it's, you're going to find a good woman. Give yourself time. And I told him, this is my second marriage. So you, you can, you know, you can find someone. Please don't give up. Oh. So that, I was crying with him. And it's just amazing, you know, how, like you said, I think I am saving lives. And he, Eric, is saving lives too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 100%. Schools need that, though. I think that should be something, like you said, having people write letters about mental health. Like, yeah. that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. ha yeah. ha have, do you go and just talk to schools? I did on pit night. Um, uh, right now, I have invitations for Pamela High School for next year. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to be, I want to get to many more schools next year, mm -hmm. like to give scholarships, uh, fundraise more money. This year, I couldn't fundraise too much, so... If I have any more funds on the walk uh, funds, then I'm gonna use it for the scholarships, you know, to help kids and as many high schools as I can. And I think um, one of the things that we're trying to bring awareness to is the young entrepreneurs, because that is key out, you know, out here. And I think that's amazing that those scholarships will go towards their education and and really putting those kids on the map with a direction in life. Mm -hmm. Right. You know. Yeah. Because that's that's so so key right now. Yeah, so that's that's what I wanted to do. So we do that, and we also bring uh, grief support groups. I started this like two months ago. I got certified from uh, Glendale Adventist Hospital, so I'm a facilitator. So I started to doing that for English and Spanish, and I also get compliments on how much needed. That's also yes. for the community because that's another taboo, you mm, know, yeah. grief. Like people check check on you when the loss happens but then six months to a year mm -hmm. i mean which is understandable people move on but people that are grieving feel really lost yeah, yeah. the meals yeah. stop the flowers yes stop, the yes stop, yeah. yeah yeah you don't think about it though like I've, i'm just like as you're saying that i'm like yeah like then life kind of moves on and things happen and other situations happen but we should always check back yeah. and just be like hey you know like, like you i love what you said be kind and more compassionate. That's what we have to do. That's how we can change this world. Mm -hmm. Just be more empathized and compassionate to each other. Even in adulthood, I see more bullying in adulthood oh, than yeah. kids. And sometimes I see it and I, I do say things and I'm like, oh my God, like, how old are we and why are we doing this to ourselves? You know? It's an inward, so it's a reflection of what they feel inside. So yeah. if they're insecure about something, they automatically will judge another person because mm -hmm. of that. And so maybe they're dealing with mental health and right. they're just ashamed to say it. So they're like, yeah. oh, uh, I don't understand that. But really they don't understand it because they're going through it right. or grieving. And a lot of times it's it's just education. It's not understanding what someone else is feeling and the compassion needs to come through. And that, I don't know if that can be taught, but yeah, I hope that support groups will. Yeah. Well, you know, because um, we talked about this last night. I was talking to um, Captain Schaefer about this last night, you know, as as a child, and I think we, I talked about it on the show too. We're we're all part part of the we system as a mm -hmm. child, mm 
right? We're told what to do. We're, we're given mm-hmm. our names. We're taught about, you know, who to like, who to love, who not to like. Like, we're really taught that. Like, don't like him because of the color of his skin or whatever. You know, don't like him because his parents work at McDonald's or whatever. You know, right. we're taught that. And as an adult, it's our responsibility to become the I system now. It's to get out of the we system and to form your own identity and become the I system. And some adults are still part of that we system. Mm-hmm. They yeah. never grew out of it. And that's a problem. Because uh, even like last night, this lady was speaking at the town hall and like she snapped on somebody. And everybody was like, oh, why are you snapping at her? Like, like the lady didn't even do nothing. But she just like... I think she came here just to argue. And it's like, there's no reason for that. Like, we're here to have a conversation to make the community better. And you just, you're just snapping on someone. And that's why no one really wants to talk because of people like her that just snapped at oh her. Oh, my like, gosh. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, and me and Mark sat there. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, everybody was just having a conversation. Are you going through something, man? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. talk to somebody. <laughs> like, you need a hug. <laughs> it's so true, though, like what you said, yeah. because I know, like, I was in a Wii system for even into my adulthood I had kid you know my son and daughter very young and so I listened to everything my mom and dad said like I was like a teenager so I thought oh my god they know everything they're my parents and so even at you know 18 19 years old I was like following what they said and then some point I was like wait a minute I don't like everything you say like I think I need to figure this out on my own and and I think that's the realization is that you know as kids we think our parents or adults in general know it all they have it together like they, they're the, you know, they're the boss. And then when you become an adult, you're like, wait a second, I don't know shit. Right. I'm a hot mess just like everybody else. And we're all trying to figure out what the heck to do in our lives. And my parents were just trying their best. So I've learned to forgive <laughs> my yes, parents yes. for what the, the mistakes I think they made um, with raising me and not allowing me to be myself because I was very sheltered. And now I'm crazy now. Um, but <laughs> no, I've learned to forgive and, and just like, you have to love yourself the way you wish you were loved. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, and that's hard. That's hard to feel, A, that you're worthy of it, that you're worthy of love, and then to find that, like, what does compensate for you? What does mean love to you? Um, it's a journey. And oh, I think yeah. I'll be forever um, on that journey. Is just that as I grow and I learn and I evolve, then everything shifts again, and I'm like, okay, i got to refine the love again and refine my worth again and that's just something that I think I'll, I'll battle with forever but I think it's accepting that acknowledging mm-hmm. that that's just part of adulthood yeah, yeah it is and we don't get taught like that to to love ourselves mm-hmm. you know we, we really don't like you said our parents and my case I was raised by my mom single mom so we just have to work you know and she was just working so I really didn't have any guidance Mm-mm. And with my kids, I tried to do that for them, but I didn't, well, I told them, yeah, you're beautiful, you're handsome, you know, I said things that I never got told, you know, my mom never told me or anything, but um, to love yourself is just the thing that I think we all have to teach our kids, to love themselves. Nobody can love you the way you can love yourself. And then also, you mentioned work, work, work. And something that we're really big on is is finding your gift and finding your passion and, and not just doing the mundane nine to five or work, you know, a job that you don't truly love and, and just in, in staying with that general, you know, consensus of like you work, you have a family until the day you die. Yeah. You don't quit your job. You stay in that job for 40, 50 years or whatever it is, get your retirement. 
there's so much more to life. And I don't think we were taught that, you know, our parents weren't taught that my parents were taught you work, it doesn't matter, you find a job that pays the bills and suck it up buttercup kind right. of a situation. And we break the norm, we're breaking the mold of that, you know, a lot of the entrepreneur world, I would say that we just don't conform. And it's, it's, that's been, I think, a big movement, even more, I see it now with the COVID. Because even before COVID, I had a, a corporate job, and I was working my business. And uh, COVID changed a lot for a lot of people, and, and people realized that they could make a living off of doing what they love. And they be- became to find themselves more in doing what they love and that passion and this more wholesome, like they're glowing from the inside out because they're happy with what they're doing now. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's the true happiness mm-hmm. and the you know success for me teaching our kids that that's okay yeah to have a purpose like you said you know volunteer help Mm -hmm. someone that's another thing that can give you well giving back period that you can't put a a price on that and that's more fulfilling than you know getting an earning I would say to some extent obviously you have to make a living and live you know of course but (laughs) like a lot of times giving back is is like you know like I love having the podcast with him because we get to hear stories like yours and and feel like we're not alone or hear find out information that we never knew and it's just so educating and, and or, or you you also think oh i don't have it as bad as other people right i don't think that <laughs> you know that, when I, yeah. I tell people like really you know it's gonna pass really really like yeah. um everything but, works out in the yes. end and it's it's i always say that too with you when we go on the, you know some of the different um guess we've had is that sometimes it's that very next day and they don't they don't give it that next day and that's the hard part is that next day but your life's gonna change but you just couldn't hold on and I get it like I always say like I don't I don't know I wish I could help and I don't know how to reach some people but I I understand the feeling of helplessness I understand that feeling of feeling lost and I wish that there was a, a red flare in the sky sign to us so that we could say wait wait you know know, that's that's what i wish i really wish there was something like i wish a light went off or something something. you know and and that's why i I love doing the podcast because you just never know what word story or just giving someone a thought could do to their lives i read a lot of books i watch a lot of movies i watch a lot of um, videos inspirational motivational videos and sometimes just that word or phrase someone uses clicks something in my head and i'm like oh okay like and like you said it's, it's not just me that yeah. feels that way yeah and that makes me feel better and i, I can get through the day with that so that, that's why i love doing this um is there anything else besides the foundation like are you are you planning on writing a book one day or doing anything Ooh. different that's oh a good question. Oh, no, I mean, no, I haven't thought about it, but I do. My 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 goal for the foundation is to have a facility or an office mm-hmm. and to bring affordable therapy. That's okay. my goal. So okay. I always talk about the walk and I was, I'm doing it. So I know that I'm going to accomplish that other one. So that's that's what I want the foundation to be about, because okay. sometimes people don't have two hundred and fifty dollars for a therapist. Right. right. Sometimes the medical doesn't include it, or like I said, four months, you know, for through go through the insurance. So mm-hmm. I want to have a facility so they can, we can have and help kids and adults and anybody that needs it. So that's my um, plan for the future. <laughs> and maybe a book, I don't know. 
Uh, you're like the third person that had mentioned no, that because, to me. because <laughs> like, like we said at the top of the show, when, when you have someone like yourself that's been through it, like people want to hear that. You never know who you're going to reach by that. You never know who's going to pick up that book. Like, wow. There's only so much we can talk here on a podcast, right. right? And I'm sure there's more that will come, you know, pouring out of you with the book. And it's, a, you know, it could be something that's on audio even. Yeah. And somebody will listen to on the way to work and be like, I, I was going to do something today, but listening to Jacqueline, I'm, I'm going to. Yeah. Because I, like like we were saying earlier, you know, a lot of people that, that have these thoughts, you know, they don't come out and say anything. But you know, you don't know. Maybe they're online looking for something, looking for that answer. Maybe they're in a bookstore and they might pick up a book that, that might change their lives. You, you just never know. And books are and, and are timeless, right? Like right. you can literally, it could be something you wrote, you know, today and in 10 years someone reads exactly. it and listens to it. And you just saved another life and you don't even know it. You won't even right. ever know these people. Oh, my gosh. That's my goal. Like that's that's what I was that's that's what drives me. I just want to save lives. and Exactly. And that's why I do, again, the podcast, because it's going to be online, and what's online is forever. Right. Like, somebody can listen to this podcast, ten, like she said, 10 years from now. And they're right. like, wow, I love Jacqueline's story. I and love what she your, said. look your foundation and see where it is yeah. now yeah. and stuff like that. Like, you just never know. Yeah. Where are you having um, classes now or groups now, therapy now? Oh, um, the, uh, the grief support group. Uh, and at, at the Chimboli Center. Okay. Yeah, so they, they, they help a lot, too. So I'm doing it every Wednesday. I love that. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday. So one week is in, this week was in English. Next week will be in Spanish, and it's from 4.30 to 6.30. Is there a, a fee associated? No, free. It's okay. free, and they don't need to sign up. Like, they don't have to stay for 12 weeks. It's just open room. You show so up. As, yeah. As you, much this as is a class? Need. It's a, a grief support group. Oh, grief support yeah. group. Yeah. I do classes online, like uh, mental health classes online, but right now I haven't really done it because of the walk, but I'm going to start doing them in October, November. Um, I just do mental health, stigma, suicide, prevention, depression, anxiety. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to promote your classes. I think I didn't know, so yeah. I think that's a really great um you know, opportunity for our, our community to yeah, do that and yeah. not have to feel obligated for 12 weeks just to kind of show up if you really need it. And it's grief for anything, right? Like right. it could be suicide. It could be loss of a loved oh, one. Oh, yeah. And it uh, yeah, it's not a, just on a specific loss. It's any, any, anybody that, that would love to just to have a safe space and mm-hmm. share your thoughts and your feelings. And that's all. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, Jacqueline, uh, I definitely want to thank you because we are running out of time, but okay. definitely want to thank you, unless you have something more to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No. Just, you know, just be kind, be kind, uh, get educated, reach out, and don't give up. Life gets better. If I'm here sitting down without my Eric, it gets better. Please have hope. That's all I want. Thank you. Thank, thank you again you. for sharing your story with us. Uh, thank you for joining us today, having this conversation, and knowing that you can you're more than always welcome to come back oh, yeah. and okay. let's talk let's have these conversations on a regular oh, yeah. not just once a year that'd be great like this is this conversation and that's what i'm trying to set up yeah like i want to have these conversations more often and i'll talk to sheriff uh not sheriff but uh captain schaefer about that last night that we need to have all these conversations on a regular and the now, podcast is mobile so yeah. if there's oh, ever cool. an opportunity and we want to hear more people's stories please let us know we'd yeah. love to to be a part of whatever that'd yeah we can go wherever yes. and Go to the walk and just. Oh yeah! Be carrying this big machine. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, well, thank thank you again, uh, Jacqueline. We truly thank appreciate you. it. Uh, remind us again about the walk. So October first, okay, uh, at the Ponceltran Square. That's it's by the library. By the library. 7.30 is registration. Um, 8 o'clock is, you know, the time to start walking. And um, 8 to 1 p.m., we're going to have food trucks. Service dogs are going to be there. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're going to have activities. And it's just, you know, a safe space to talk about our loved ones. And if you're struggling, come on over and let's make a noise in this community. Okay, great. Yeah. So, yeah, so you guys ever want to talk about anything, you, you want to talk about, you know, suicide, suicide prevention, um, you just want to vent, you know, I always tell you guys, if you want to vent, you can reach out to me. Uh, reach out to me on IG at One Like Brand. Reach out to Diane at Socialholic TV. Um, you can call us at 747-999-8021. Again, 747-999-8021. Or if you want need to talk to any, anybody, um, dial 988. 988 or, or text uh, 741 741, just text hello, and someone will talk to you and text awesome. text you. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you again, Jacqueline. You. Uh, we definitely will be there tonight. Uh, are you oh, going to yeah. have um, registration for the walk there tonight? Uh, the flyers. I'll have the flyers you there. Have the flyer yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. yeah so and it has the, the little scanner, so you can scan and register perfect. if you like. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, awesome. we are out of here. Thank you again. Thank you. Well, thank you. And remember, you're enough. You are. You are. I love that phrase. I do. I do. All right, you guys. We're out of here. Till next time.